Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Life of an Average Joe podcast, episode two. Wow. You know, it's not as exciting as saying like episode two of Star Wars or Star Trek, probably Star Wars. And, and you know, if you look at episode two of Star Wars, that would have been technically, I guess if we're talking about the prequels, that would have been the Clone Wars. Eh, that one wasn't really that great. But then the second one in the Star Wars series was Empire Strikes Back, and that was one of my favorites. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Star Wars. Uh, I am here. My name is Brandon Avera. I'll be your host. I am solo today. We will have some guests on here as we move forward. But for today, we are just going to be blessed with my presence. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, it's, it's, been a, uh, it's been a rough hour or two. Um, evening, I should say, you know, and, and I guess that that's kind of what I'm talking about here is, is, you know, 2020, but let's, let's kind of take a minute here. And before I dive in and, and this could become a multi-part series here if I, if I can't get it all out in one. Um, but you know, we all, as we get older in life, experience challenges, we experience more hardships, struggles, obstacles, some of them that we have zero control over. Um, actually, the reality is the sooner we realize in life just how little we have control over, the better we'll be. It doesn't mean you go crazy and it's all anarchy, but we don't have control of a lot. We can control what we say. We can control what we eat. We can control what we drink. I mean, controlling that I'm drinking this Texas Ale Project, 100 Million Angels singing right now. Um, and I never do that during the week, but guess what? I am. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to take a sip right now. And it's delicious. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. Anyway, um, we can control a lot. We can control when we take a shower and things like that. But what we can't control are the things that happen around us. When we get in a vehicle and we buckle our seatbelt, and we drive the speed limit and use the proper turn signals and all that, we are controlling what we are doing. We can control that we're not going to swerve into somebody and hit them because we're following the law of the road and also practicing common decency, uh, human decency, I should say. Um, But we can't control what the other cars are doing. And unfortunately in life, there are just things we can't control. 2020, the year 2020, is something that we can't control. And I'm 41 years old, so I remember most of my years, and I remember better ones than others. I remember looking back at years saying, that was a good year. I had a really good time that year. Yeah, we had some struggles, but that was a good year. Ah, that year was tough. Man, this great thing happened that year. I can honestly say that in my lifetime, to the best of my knowledge, unless something happened when I was a newborn that my parents haven't told me about, the year 2020 has by far been the worst year I've ever had for me personally and from my perspective, the world. Now, that doesn't mean that I am not blessed and I'm not grateful for a lot of things because I am. But on an emotional level, on on a mental level, it's been the worst one. For me personally, I was divorced in 2020. Doesn't mean 2019 was a cakewalk. 
There's a lot of unknowns. And, and, you know, later on in some of my episodes, we'll talk about that. But 2020, I was, my divorce was finalized on, uh, on Valentine's Day, actually. Um, I believe. Yeah, it was. Um, there's not something I'm proud of. It's not something that I really want to be a part of, that I wanted to be a part of. I know what happened. And again, we'll talk about that at a later date. But that happened. So here we are, the second month. I mean, I knew going in after Christmas and January 1 happened, you know, I spent New Year's Eve with my two-year-old son, Luke, just him and I, and I'm grateful for that. It was the best thing. It was probably one of the best New Year's Eve I've ever had. You know, I watched, uh, when he went to bed, I watched episodes of The Office. I had nothing to drink. We cooked pizza. We got pizza. We... We ate chips, we danced, we had a dance party. It was great. And uh, I think I watched the ball drop and and I went to bed at like 1220. Mm, Somewhere around there. But going into January 1 was a massive transition of change from jobs and the divorce was coming. And it was a long process. And I'm here I am going to myself. Very soon, I'm going to be moving out of this house. My son will be out of this house. This house won't even matter anymore. And that's how I'm starting off the year 2020. Now, we heard about COVID-19 prior to that. We knew it was going on in China. We knew the history. I don't know if any of us took it seriously, So I can't sit here and blame the political parties that sat there and ignored it. You know, I'm not going to blame the president and say he didn't act fast enough because the reality is, people, if you look back at it, none of the leaders acted fast. None of the leaders listened. A lot of them blew it off, thought it was only going to be contained overseas. They did, whether you want to admit it or not. It's a fact. I don't care if you're a Trump fan. I don't care if you're not a Trump fan. Let's stop with the blind hate and look at facts. And the fact of the matter is they blew it off. They just did. So we've got COVID, coronavirus. I think we all laughed that it was called the coronavirus. And I'm ignorant. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't realize that there were other coronaviruses until COVID-19 happened. I'm... You know what? I'm not ashamed to admit my faults. I had no idea. I didn't pay attention. That's how, that's how little I cared about a pandemic happening. I knew it could, but I didn't believe it. I think most of us live that way. Man, good job, Texas Hell Project. Anyway, so COVID-19 was coming around. I remember as it started to creep in the United States, and things went bad fast. You know, at the end of February, I was, I was feeling sick for about a week. I had almost all the symptoms of COVID-19, minus the loss of smell and taste. But I had trouble breathing. I had shortness of breath. My chest was feeling tight. I was achy. I had a mild fever. I blew it off. I'm here today, but I blew it off. Could it have been COVID? Maybe. Could it have been the flu? Maybe. Who knows? But I remember going into March and things started to ramp up about cases in the United States and people actually were getting nervous because I started to notice that business was down in a lot of places I frequented, not to mention the place I worked. 
we were down on business. People were not coming in. It was, it was a struggle. And then it happened, St. Patrick's Day. I'll never forget, one of the weakest St. Patrick's Days I've ever had. I had fun, but one of the weakest ones I've ever had. And on top of that, not only was it one of the weakest ones I've ever had, nobody was there celebrating. The hotels were empty. Where I worked, we had three hotels around us. They were empty. Nobody was coming in. And then they announced that March Madness was canceled. And then the NBA was canceled. And then everything went downhill. And I don't have to look at, I don't have to go through a history book or repeat history and tell you what happened. Everything fell apart. Baseball, done. Basketball, done. Hockey, done. I mean, it wasn't until a month later that here in the state of Texas, we shut down. And then everything went from there. So COVID lit the spark of a disastrous two, 2020 for the world and for the United States of America. Mine started prior to that. Then, of course, you have the loss of income that came with that for a lot of people. Then the economy was feeling the loss of income and everything that COVID happened. And then we started to, to, to really get isolated. We were in no way, shape or form in quarantine. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And it's probably not that big of a deal in the long run, long run. But when I hear people talk about being in quarantine and when I sit there and I watch people post on Facebook or I hear news, alleged news outlets say, well, we've been under quarantine or lockdown. Let me tell you something. When you can sit there and drive to McDonald's every day and go pick up beer and go to Kroger, you're not in quarantine, okay? And you're not on lockdown. You are inconvenienced. That's all you are. Yeah, we lost, don't look at the money aspect of it. Losing money is the biggest, the biggest thing ever. Crippling the economy, huge. But take that away. You are not on lockdown. You can still sit there and go get beer for crying out loud. Over in Italy, they were on lockdown. They told you when to go to the grocery store, how long you were there and what day and what time and how long you could stay and what grocery store to go to. We had choices. You could still go get beer every day. Now, that's not lockdown and that's not quarantine. So please stop saying quarantine. You can say shelter in place if you like. And even that phrase doesn't make sense because a true shelter in place means you stay in your place. So uh, as America, uh, we're a little spoiled, okay? Because Ireland, Europe, you know, or Ireland, England, Italy, that's lockdown. Here in Texas, we didn't even come close to it. So let's not, let's not start crying about our freedoms or anything right now. It's, we're looking like spoiled little kids, okay? And we're acting like it. It's kind of embarrassing. But that being said, we sat and watched Tiger King. I mean, 2020 was so bad that Tiger King was the best thing that we could do. And we binge watched it and wanted more. Frankly, I wish it was five, six episodes longer. I want more. I watched the post-Tiger King interviews that were pathetic. I want to return to Tiger King. Like, I don't know why. Because it's a train wreck and it's better than the, the dumpster fire we're living in, I guess. I don't know. But it was Tiger King and it was great. But then we had other things happen in 2020. 
that were really starting to take a turn for the worse. And you know the the protests and the riots and you know that's an episode by itself. But it was sad because here we had an opportunity in our country to unite together, to come together as human beings. And we were divided more so than ever. And I'm going to probably make some people upset. It wouldn't be the first time. This was not all Trump's fault. Now, before you start bowing up and blowing up my phone and, and unfollowing me, please listen. Trump had an opportunity. The president of the United States had an opportunity to unite this country. And in my opinion, he sat back and watched it burn. And it was the single most devastating thing that he could do, that anyone could do. It was pulling teeth to get him to even say Black Lives Matter. And I don't even know if he truly has said it. It was pulling teeth to get him to admit the tragedies and the atrocities that have been going on for years in, a, in the police force system. I have friends that are police, good friends, and I trust them. And they are the opposite of what these alleged cops that are in jail or should be in jail have done. They're not that. They make, they're sickened by what's happening. And they're, fe- they're, they're feeling the brunt of it, unfortunately. What's happening to them is they're being categorized. Well, this cop's bad, so all cops are bad. That's no better and categorizing one race, one color, one sex of people. You know, I had really bad experience in my life with a Hispanic, a couple of Hispanic men. Um, Mexicans, what is it called? Mexicans? They were uh, when I was younger. And did that make me go and, and hate all Mexicans? No. You kidding me? Those are two idiots. We have to be better than that. And the president should have been there for us, and he wasn't. But that being said, it goes beyond the president. The entire system, politics, everybody, each side, whether you look at it, has failed you. Democrats and Republicans have failed us and failed you personally. Don't sit here for one minute and think that Biden's any better than Donald Trump. He's just quiet. And don't think for any, for any minute that Pelosi gives a care. I'm a swore there, guys. I'm trying to keep this G-rated, maybe PG. That gives a crap about you or your family because she doesn't. It's a political agenda. And the agenda has taken over common sense. And the agenda to be right and the agenda to win and the goal to to get whatever they want by any means necessary, either side, has been the worst part of 2020, in my opinion. While innocent people have died, innocent people have lost their jobs, innocent people are suffering. We have millionaires running our country 
for their own personal gain. And you can sit there and say, Brandon, that's been going on for years. And you're right. But right now, in my opinion, in my 41 years, this is the worst that we have seen our government. This is the worst that we have seen our politicians. This is the worst that we have seen it on all fronts, on all sides. They are corrupt and they are destroying us. And it's happening before our eyes. And we're sitting there so, so screwed up by COVID and and the real facts about COVID-19, the real danger of COVID-19, and we're so worried about the false information we're getting about COVID-19. And we're so worried about about trying to make ends meet and money and, and should I wear a mask, shouldn't I wear a mask, and how many times did I wash my hands and I can't go to the park and this is closed and this isn't, that we're, we're, we're forgetting what's happening. You know, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. I do believe in some. I do believe JFK was shot for a lot of reasons and it wasn't just the reasons we were told. I believe Marilyn Monroe was killed. I do believe in UFO cover-up. I mean, come on. I believe in a lot of conspiracy theories. I believe that Epstein did not hang himself. And I won't be surprised if this woman, I forgot her name already, doesn't die in jail too. That's not a conspiracy. That's, that's not a theory. It is a conspiracy. It's not a theory. It's a fact, in my opinion. But anyway... I digress. But as we're doing this, little things are happening and being put in place. I mean, are we really experiencing a change shortage right now? Whether you believe in the Bible or not, the change shortage is not a good sign. It's a joke. There's no way we're experiencing that out of nowhere. And the thing is, the media is not even covering it, and nobody's talking about it. Not to mention, just recently I was at a store, and I won't say where. They had a sign saying, low on cash. The person working behind the counter told me they went to the bank, and the bank didn't have enough cash to give them. So now it's a cash thing? Yeah, people, you got to wake up. Stop focusing on what Trump said, what Trump didn't do, what Pelosi said, what this person said. It doesn't matter, guys. Biden wins or doesn't. Trump wins or doesn't. Because the reality is we're screwed either way until we the people take back this country and do it the right way. And 2020 has taught me that. Life has taught me that. The struggles that I have been through in my personal life from the divorce, everything that transpired with the divorce, from the financial loss, job loss, multiple job loss, raising my son, Sitting back and watching and realizing what's important to me, 2020 has made me realize, you know, it doesn't matter who's in the office. It doesn't matter if there's a pandemic or not. What matters is what we do locally. What we do, not just with the local government, but what we do to take care of ourselves. You know, it needs to go back to community. It needs to be something instilled in our brains to help the neighbor 
you know, in the Bible, it talks about helping your neighbor and loving your neighbor. Well, guess what? It's not always easy to love your neighbor. You know, your neighbor isn't somebody that you just get together with and have a coffee with and, you know, help when they build a fence and crack a beer open with and borrow some brown sugar. That's not your neighbor. Your neighbor sometimes is somebody that you can't stand, that you don't like. You're supposed to love them and help them regardless. You know, I've got a friend of mine named, and I don't know if he wants me to give his name out or not, so I'm not going to, but he's worked with me. I met him years ago. Yeah, it seems like it. it's been years, and he worked with me, and he was my sound engineer. Um, he did all the sound. He did the lighting and, and, and all that, and he was one of my, one of my go-to guys. You know, we didn't always see eye to eye, but you don't see eye to eye in business. So not too long ago, he came up and, and uh, I was trying to help him out by, you know, give him some extra cash, you know, an extra opportunity to make some money. And he came and worked security for me twice at a special event I did at a, at a place that's no longer open. The first time he got paid right away. The second time he had to leave early and he was supposed to get paid and he didn't. And I was supposed to give it to him. Let me correct that. I wasn't supposed to give it to him, but I told him I'd get it for him. Anyway, that being said, we went out of business. But he still did the time, and he's still my friend, and he's been there. So I've been paying him, and I mean, I've dragged it out. I hope I'm almost done yet, almost, almost done, but I've been PayPaling him money to cover it. I think I'm almost done. We'll find out. Um because he deserved it. Now, it would have been very easy for me to say, look, man, they went out of business. They ran away. I'm sorry. But what type of reputation would I have if I didn't take care of him? He drove an hour, worked four or five hours late to help me out and didn't get any money for it. My point is, yes, he's a friend. And yes, he would understand if I didn't have the money because it wasn't my job to pay him. I, I did not own the company that owed him money. He would understand that. But just because he understands it doesn't make it right. And those are the things we need to do. We need to look at what's right. We need to look at our friends, our family, and people in need and just do what's right. Because it will come back to you. If we start taking care of our own, start taking care of what's in our backyard, in our wall, in our four walls, in our workplace, with our family, with our friends, and it spreads, we will be better off doing that than trying to vote for somebody in office to take care of our needs. Now, does that mean that you ignore your vote and you don't care about policies and all that? No, but it means that, again, you can't control it. I mean, here we're, they're working. We have, we have people. We're at a 14.7 unemployment rate. It jumped up to 14.7. It was 11 a couple weeks ago. It's 14.7 right now. Are you kidding me? 14.7 unemployment rate in this country. And we have two sides arguing over what's right and what to do. They want to send us money, a stimulus check. Look, I don't care if you agree with it or not. I'm going to take that stimulus check, and I know we're going to get one. 
They want to extend some unemployment, but not too high. They want to, okay, that's great. But what about fixing the problem? But the problem with fixing the problem is they're too busy arguing over what's right. This side wants this, or you're not going to get this. This side wants this. Instead of looking at going, we are all Americans, our country is failing, put our BS aside. It's 94, 93 days till the election, or maybe it's 90 days, I don't know, till the election. We'll fight then, but right now we got to step up. Nah. I just want to toss magic numbers around. I want $2. trillion for this $1. I mean, it's a joke. That's going to continue to happen. We can't wait for them. We have to look at what we can do as individuals, as, you, as citizens of the United States of America, what we can do to take care of us. And 2020 is not going to get any better, folks. I'm sorry. This is not going to be a party at the end of the year. Things are not going to turn around in the next three, four months. It's going to get worse. You know, here in Texas, we have 700,000 service industry workers out of work. You think I'm making that number up? Look it up. 700. We have lost almost six breweries, I believe. I think four for sure, two are on the way. We have lost how many restaurants and bars? Wendy's filing for bankruptcy across the country. Pizza Hut filing for bankruptcy. Dunkin' Donuts closing 350 stores. Now, you can sit there and argue and say those were on the way out anyway, and they might be right, but you can't tell me that 2020 didn't put the the, the final nail in the coffin because they did. Guys, 2020 is not going to get better. It's just not. And we have to stop arguing with each other. If you've seen my Facebook posts, if you've seen my, you know, my Twitter, my tweets, if you've seen my blog, I've talked about this. We got to stop arguing with each other, man. We got to stop fighting because you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican. We got to stop fighting because you're gay and I'm straight. We got to stop fighting because you're black and I'm white. Because let me tell you something. We're all human beings. We got to stand up for each other. And if one of us is getting persecuted, we've got to step up and let whoever is doing that know we're not going to take it anymore. I've got zero problems with Black Lives Matter. Everybody tells me all lives matter. I, you're right, they do. But black is part of that all lives matter. And if, every, if, if police were killing everybody, then we could say that. But unfortunately, the way it's happening, and mind you, that's not all police. I love the police, trust me. The way it's happening is a racist, violent attack. If you commit a crime and you're black and it's a low crime, you know, I don't know, driving, you know, you, get, you were driving while intoxicated. I mean, that's dangerous. 
Absolutely. But let's do one even lower. Let's say you stole a bag of chips, because that happens. Do you deserve to die for that? No. But if you're black, the chances of you dying because you stole a bag of chips are high. If I go steal a bag of chips, a bag of chips, excuse me, if I steal a bag of chips from a store, you know, let's say I'm back in Detroit, okay, and I'm at a party store, and that's what we have back there, party stores, that's what we call them. Here, party stores are like, for real, like, kitty party stores. Our party stores got great liquor, cigarettes, chips, bread, snacks. I mean, they're kind of like bodegas, I guess. Um, but let's say... I steal a bag of chips and I'm running out with some Lay's, okay? I probably wouldn't get it. Better made. I'm running out with some barbecue better made chips. And I get, I get stopped by a police officer. Chances are I'm not even going to get arrested. I'm going to have to pay for them and give them back. Get a warning. If you're black, you're on the ground in handcuffs. Potentially beaten. I know that because I've seen it happen. That's, that's real talk. That's a problem. And you can't sit there and say, well, they're just having a hard time because this is what they deal with every day. That's your job. As a police officer, you have to shovel crap every day. You shovel it. You shovel it and eat it. When you're a shrink, you got to hear the worst, horrible, horrific, depressing things that you could ever hear every day. Does that mean you go and you go beat your wife or you go... You know, shoot up a store? No, that's your job. There's no excuses. So we, the people, need to stand up. We need to stand up and unify and be strong together. So yes, black lives matter. I got no problem with that. Because that's a message. Now, I have a problem with people that use that in the wrong way. But I got the, I've got a problem with people that use a lot of things in the wrong way. Everything can be manipulated. There's always, a, there's always a handful of people in every single group, every single protest or rally, every single race that, that really try to screw it up for everybody. But guess what? We're all human beings. And I will not sit here and let the year 2020 beat me down to the point that I can't even take care of my son where I'm depressed, I'm staying up at night, and that's happened. I mean, not no, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I've, I've always taken care of my son, but I'm saying I've had a hard time sleeping. I'm nervous about sleeping tonight, believe it or not. I've got to get up at 5 a.m. I should be in bed now, but I'm nervous. And I've had to change some things because of 2020. You know, not being able to do some of the things freely have definitely put its toll on a lot of people. And for some of the people that have mental health issues, man, it's, it's a big deal. And I don't think we're addressing that enough. But then again, you know what? We're also ignoring a lot of other stuff. So... The best thing I can say is what this year has taught me so far. And here we are going in to the eighth month of the year. We're going into August. On Saturday, it'll be August 1st. Is that 
this is a test year for us. This is a test of things to come. This is a sign of things to come. And we, the people, need to change it. I can't change everybody's opinions, and I don't really want to. I can't make people see mine. I can't make people understand. But what I can do is look at Luke, who's going to be three in September. And all the mistakes I've made in my life, you know, when I've lied, I've stoled, I've betrayed some friends in my day, and that sucks. We'll talk about that too. The divorce. My opportunity to be a better man for myself and my son and my friends, my family, started when the divorce was final. Really, it started before that, but you know what I mean. It started when the dynamic of the family changed. And when you lose that much, when you lose something, even though I have the greatest thing ever and the greatest gift ever, I don't need anything. I would like a bigger place, but I don't need anything. You know, let me have a couple moments with the good people that count occasionally. Let me get a good night's sleep once in a while, a good beer once in a while, whiskey if I ever decide to drink it again. And just let me have my son. And I know he doesn't need everything, but as long as he's good, I'm good. You know? Just let me hold that little baby. Let me talk to him. Let me sing with him and jam out like we do. And I'm good. Otherwise, everything else can go by the wayside. And I think if all of us take that perspective and take that view, we'll be better. You know, we all have goals in life. You know, you want to be successful in your job. But I think we need to be successful for the right reasons. I think we need to shut off social media sometimes. I think we need to shut off the news and the politics. And, you know, man, I really don't care if you vote for it. If you're If you're really behind Biden... And, you, and my other buddy's really behind Trump, you guys are still my friends. Because I gotta be honest with you, I got no faith in either of them. But if I'm not hating on you, I'll discuss it with you, I'll try to figure out why, but I'm not gonna turn my back on you. You guys are my friends. And I've seen too many families ripped apart and friends ripped apart over politics. I've seen people, I've had to unfollow people on Facebook because of COVID and masks. I, I can't, I mean... The propaganda on both sides and the hatred, if somebody chooses to wear a mask and the complete bashing if they, if they do, and then the opposite, if somebody chooses not to, and the complete bashing if they don't, I mean, we all have our opinions. There's actual facts out there that aren't just from YouTube. Stop with the social media. I say that as I'm about to put a podcast on social media. But... We just need to come together, guys. And, uh, you know, that's what I want to do. So episode two is a wrap. Episode two is a wrap, folks. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to finish my 100 Million Angels singing. Probably listen to Johnny Cash. I'm going to relax. I'm going to go to bed early tonight because i got an early day tomorrow. 5 a.m. is going to come fast. And uh, that's it for 2020. That's it on, on, on kind of the recap of, of my experience this year and, and where we're at. You know, moving forward, I, I think we need to talk about some other stuff. So I think in the next episode, what we're going to look at is we're going to discuss some of the light, lighthearted stuff. Not get too deep. Let's have some fun. 
think we might kick around some beer, talk about some beer. Um, we might talk about uh, what Luke and I do music-wise. Maybe it's a music episode. Maybe I get one of my music guests on here. I don't know. I'm not sure which one uh, is going to be. I'll know it when I when I do it, and we'll go from there. Uh, as we develop this, it's going to get a, a lot more streamlined, and you'll have a better idea. But uh, I just wanted to kick off episode two, uh, discussing 2020, um, kind of the impact it's had on me, kind of where my head is at, where my vision is at, my focus, and, and kind of just get it out of the way. You know, if something else happens, I'll be happy to talk about it. Um, you know, we're going to talk about everything here. We are going to talk about my divorce, you know, so <laughs> yay for that. We are going to talk about my son and some of the funny things it is, you know, being a dad. We're going to talk. We're going to have a beer episode, and I'm going to get one of my brewery buddies on here, and we'll talk about some beer. And we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff um, and a lot of deep stuff. You know, we're going to try to try to navigate through this thing called life, as Prince would say. And um, we're just going to go from there. So episode two is a wrap, so I want to thank everybody for following and listening. Don't forget to read the blog, okay? Toy Cars on the Nightstand um, is an awesome blog. It's definitely inspired from Luke, and I'll probably have an episode about that one day. My latest uh, entry is up. I did it about four days ago, and uh, it's called You've Got a Friend in Me. I think we could all read that. It is about friendships and the struggles we have with friendships, the loss of friendships, um, you know, the, the, the delicate uh, things you have to do in some friendships. So I think we could all look at that and, and, and read that. It's only like a three, four minute read. Check it out. You can follow me on Facebook uh, or go to toycarsonnightstand.com. And don't forget again to follow us, The Life of an Average Joe. I just said us. I'm anticipating the guests will be here soon. Life of an Average Joe podcast. I want to thank you guys so much. It, it means a lot to me. This, is, this has been a fun project. It's only going to get better. I doubt it can get any worse, so that's a plus. Um, it's only going to get better. And uh, I want to thank Anchor and Spotify and Apple Podcasts for, for getting me on there. And, uh, yeah, so go ahead and give us a, give us a like. Give me a a follow, give me a thumbs up, give me a thumbs down, whatever you got to do. And we'll see you next time.